0: This is the Apex United Methodist Church podcast. Good morning. It's good to be with you again at Apex United Methodist Church. It's always a joy to be here. As I've told you on other occasions, I have family members here, so that makes this place very special to me. And also having been with you for a couple of months before Gray Southern arrived on the scene several years ago. It's good to be here, good to have this opportunity to worship together. Um, I want to talk, as you probably noticed in your bulletin, I want to talk this morning about a strange topic, duct tape faith. Now, I, I, I have to unveil so you can see this fully. This is the American Duct Tape Council sweatshirt. I also have a hat to go with it. I won't demonstrate that for you, but it's all there. And I I thought it might serve as a pretty good visual aid this morning to talk about duct tape faith. And Apex United Methodist Church must bring out something in me. I don't think I've ever preached in a sweatshirt before. Um, But we'll see how that goes. Anyway, duct tape faith. I want to begin by reading to you a passage of scripture from the book of Judges. We don't often preach from the book of Judges. But I want to read a passage about the strong man of the Bible. You remember his name? I heard a whisper, Samson. Samson, who was able to... to, Kill a lion and destroy several people with the jawbone of a donkey. I mean, he was a strong man of the Bible. He wasn't very smart. I mean, I've read this chapter several times, 13 through 16, that have to do with him, and he was not a brilliant man, though though he's often called one of the judges of Israel. He fell in love with a woman named Delilah, a pagan woman, and all she did was cause him trouble. She betrayed him several times, and he was so dumb he didn't recognize it. And he finally, finally gave her his ultimate secret about his strength. And this has to do with the text today from the 16th chapter of Judges, beginning with the 18th verse. When Delilah realized that Samson had told her his whole secret, she sent and called the Lord of the Philistines, Philistines, saying, The time has come up, for he has told his whole secret to me. Then the Lord of the Philistines came up to her and brought the money in their hands. She had betrayed Samson for money. She let Samson fall asleep on her lap, and she called a man and had him shave off the seven locks of his head. He began to weaken, and his strength left him. Then she said, Samson, the Philistines are upon you. When he awoke from his sleep, he thought, I will go out at other times and shake myself free. But he did not know that the Lord had left him. Now, the rest of this story, you can read for yourself, but uh, those captors gouged out the eyes of Samson. And they imprisoned him, and they made him to be a beast of burden. Eventually, eventually, he... uh, Uh, was allowed to go to the temple where there was a great festival going on among those pagan people. And he was there so they could ridicule him. He stood between the two great pillars supporting that magnificent building. And he prayed, Lord God, one more time, please give me the strength to destroy these people who have plucked out my eyes and who are enemies of Israel. He got the strength, he pushed against those pillars, those posts, and the whole thing caved in, killing him as well as all the enemies of Israel. Now, we'll talk a little more about this later, but that's the story, and it is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. O oh Lord, use me now to proclaim a word that you would have us to hear. And help it to be one that we remember through this silly shirt about duct tape, but also to remember because it's important to us in our daily lives. It is in your name and presence we pray. Amen. Amen. Duct tape is a wonderful product. Do you have any idea how it started? Some people, I think, would immediately say, well, it probably had to do with uh, taping duct duct work. But it didn't. It was invented during the Second World War by the Johnson and Johnson Company, and it was for the purpose of sealing out moisture in ammunition boxes. It was that tape that was able to keep moisture from coming in to the ammo boxes. It was invented, interestingly enough, in Johnson and Johnson by a woman who had two sons in the Navy and who wanted to do anything she could to help that war get over quickly and help her sons and other sons get home safely. Duct tape, an interesting product. I read uh, or saw a book on the shelf not too long ago in some bookstore, a thousand uses for duct tape. Uh, I think there must be at least that many if not more. It's a great thing to patch with. I saw an illustration or a cartoon in a magazine that had several frames and the first frame The uh, handyman in his truck was pulling up in front of a house. In the second frame, he was getting out, going to the back of his truck to get his toolbox. In the third frame, you can see him walking up to the house with his toolbox. There were no tools in it. There were four rolls of duct tape. Uh, Interesting because that's the kind of repair work I do with duct tape, not knowing how to do the other kinds. Duct tape is a good product, but duct tape faith is not a good product. Now let me tell you what I mean by duct tape faith. Duct tape faith is when a person cares very little about his or her relationship with Christ, cares very little about his or her involvement in the life of the church. But when things go badly, immediately call on Christ and call on the church for help. Now let me be clear theologically. I I think Jesus hears that. But I don't think the person is really prepared to receive what Christ will give him or her in that situation. One of the things I still do for Edenton Street, United Methodist Church in Raleigh, is I visit normally one day a week to uh, nursing homes and retirement homes, and I enjoy doing that. Most of the people I visited I first met 20 years ago when I came to Raleigh, and they were about the age I am now, so I see people in their late 80s and early 90s, but by and large, I, I visited a man for several years who died not too long ago who, who told me an interesting story. He said he was a middle gunner on a, a bomber during the Second World War. I didn't know there was such a thing as a middle gunner, but some of you may know about that. And he, he loved to tell the story that uh, he had a fellow on the plane with him who was a profound and, and vocal atheist. And he said one day they were flying somewhere over enemy territory and the flak really began flying. And it was knocking the plane around. And he said he'd, he, he heard from behind him this fellow who was such an atheist saying, oh God, please help us get out of this. And he said, I looked back at him and said, I thought you didn't believe in God. And he said he looked at me with all earnestness and he said, man, this is serious. <laughs> uh, I guess it was. Sometimes people who don't have much interest in the faith want to call on the faith when things aren't going well. Funny little story about a preacher uh, during children's church time uh, in a worship service uh, called, uh, spoke to a little boy and said, Son, do you pray at night? And the little boy said, Yes, sir, I pray every night. He said, How about, how about during the day do you pray? And the little boy said, No, sir, I don't pray during the day. And the preacher said, why not? The little boy said, preacher, I ain't scared during the day. <laughs> a true story told by a Baptist minister about a member of his church who rarely came to church and who uh, on one occasion got in a serious automobile accident and uh, just did miss losing his life. He got some bumps and bruises, but he, he, he wasn't killed. The next Sunday, guess what? He was at church. Not only was he at church, during prayer time, he went up to the altar and had a serious prayer. After the church service was over and the minister was shaking hands, he said the fellow came up and he looked rather sheepishly as he got ready to shake his hand. And he said, the minister's telling the story, he said, I didn't say much to him. He said, I just looked at him and smiled and said, uh, scared you, didn't it? And uh, it did. One of those people who really didn't care much about the faith, didn't care much about the church, Use this duct tape faith to try to get some help when things were not going right. Friends, the depth and quality of faith depends on our relationship with Christ. That relationship is not like a faucet that we can turn on and off at will. It's something we ought to live with every day of our lives. You know, it's one of the reasons, I think, that we encourage in the church regular worship. It's not a matter of come and go Easter and Christmas, it's a matter of being here Sunday after Sunday and getting what we can from each other, from the preacher, from the teachers, whoever might be leading us during that day. Recently I read that uh, we are looking as United Methodists at the possibility of getting a new hymnal. And it will be interesting in that it will have not only the traditional hymns, but contemporary hymns as well. So it can be used by both services. I smiled when I read this because a few years ago there were at least three denominations who were working on the same thing, getting new hymnals. And uh, somebody did a parody on that. And they said that that one of the denominations uh, preparing for a new hymnal was the Evangelical Laodicean Church in America. Their bishop was named Luke Warm, Bishop Luke Warm, and he wanted the songs updated to reflect the modern temperament, so he made these suggestions, I surrender some, spirit of the living God falls somewhere near me. I don't like this one, be thou my hobby. And then this last one, my hope is built on nothing much. Friends, the power of faith comes from an ongoing and growing relationship with Jesus Christ. And that's why over the centuries the church has said be regular in church attendance, do Bible study, go to prayer studies, have personal, private, devotional times. Don't wander away from God for a long period of time and then come back and then wander away and come back. Be consistent in it because it's a matter of growing in our faith. Now, I want to go back to the text about Samson. Samson was mesmerized and awed by this woman Delilah. She was a pagan. He was a Jew. She tried several times to trick him into being captured by the Philistines, but every time he broke free, they would tie him up, slip up on him while he was asleep, tie him up, and then she would wake him up, and he would just look down at these little ropes and vines, and he'd just pull them apart because he was so strong. And finally, she gets this last bit of information about his hair. Parenthetically, he was a Nazarite, he didn't let cut his hair. That was a special group within Judaism, he didn't cut his hair. He didn't drink alcohol. He was very careful, supposedly, about his morality, which as you read, Sam, as you read Samson, you find out he wasn't very careful about that. Uh, and so all of this, but she found out that cutting his hair would weaken him. And so that's exactly what happened. She told the Philistines, they sent a man in while, he, while Samson was asleep, the hair was cut, and then we have this verse I read to you earlier. It said, I will go out as at other times and shake myself free. You understand what he was talking about? He'd been bound before and he could just stand up there and rip those cords off of his arms and his legs. I will go out as at other times and shake myself free. And then comes this very sad verse. But he did not know that the Lord had left him. Now I think the reason, and it's pure speculation on my part, I think the reason the Lord left him is because here was a man who was blessed all of his life with great strength and ability, and he never seemed to give a flip about his relationship with God. He didn't keep the vows he made. He just kind of did his own thing. And suddenly, he was without God. This is not the only time we get this message in the Bible. There are many of them, but I want to mention a couple of more. In Matthew the 7th chapter, Jesus is speaking, and he says something that I don't think any of us like to hear, but it's here. (laughs) Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many deeds of power in your name? Then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Ouch. (laughs) I want to live in such a way that that can't be said. And I want us all to live in such a way that that can't be said of us. I never knew you. There's another story in the Bible, an interesting one, found in Acts, the 19th chapter, and I'm just going to tell it to you for the, in the interest of time. I hope you'll read it later. Acts 19, not 20, 19. It's a story of the seven sons of Siva. Siva was a high priest in the Jewish faith. He had seven sons. They were ne'er-do-wells. They decided they could make some money by pretending to be able to cast out demons in people who were demon-possessed. And so they'd go to people and say, we can cast out that demon you got, but they wanted to be paid for it. Well, they noticed that Paul and some of the other Christians were going around and casting out demons in the name of Jesus, and it was working, and they thought, we ought to give that a try. We might make some real money. And so they found a man who was demon-possessed, and one of the brothers said to him, In the name of Jesus Christ, whom Paul preaches, come out. And then I just can't help but smile at this next part of the story. The demon looks at the men and says, "Uh, I know Jesus and I know Paul, but who in the world are you? And he jumps on them and beats them up, and they run away crying and screaming, and they're bloody. And the rest of the people who observed all this decide they're going to give up all their magic, so they burn all the books that have to do with magic. It's just a funny little story there in the Bible that we miss sometimes, but there's a point to it. What's that old song? You don't uh, tug on Superman's cable uh, cape. You don't spit in the wind. Uh, you don't test God on these things. You don't pretend on these things. You don't. You know, I, I've always worried. This is just an aside. It's free. It doesn't cost you a cent. I've always worried about people who do healings, especially on television. Now I don't doubt that we can be healed, but I see there's an awful lot of fake in that, and it troubles me. Not just for the poor people who are being injured by it, but the people who are doing it. Do they realize what they're messing around with? I know Jesus, I know Paul, but who in the dickens are you? (laughs) I think they may hear that one day. Let me say this, and if you don't hear anything else I say, I hope you'll hear this. Christianity is certainly a world religion, but Christianity is more than that. Christianity is a relationship, a relationship with Jesus Christ. Not one that we turn on and off like that water spigot, but one that we continually grow in. You know, I hope if I'm living two years from now, I can look back and say, I'm doing better with that than I used to do. I know I can look back five years and say I'm doing better with certain things in my life as a part of my Christian faith that I did. I'm doing better now. I hope we're trying to grow in our faith. In the book of Revelation, there, uh, Jesus speaks through this writer and he says to this church in Laodicea, that name I mentioned earlier, you are neither hot nor cold. <laughs> I'm going to spit you out of my mouth. I don't think Jesus wants us hot or cold. I think Jesus wants us steady, growing, with him, all the way. Too many people want to, be, want to use Christ in the church without being used by Christ in the church. Someone has said humorously that there are three things many people want from the church, and that's all they want. They want a place to be <laughs> matched, hatched and dispatched. You got it? I think that's how some people see the church. It's the only reason for it. And what a shame that is. Duct tape faith. Do you get it? Duct tape faith will not work. E. Stanley Jones was a great Methodist missionary of 50, 75 years ago. And he wrote something in one of his journals that is as apropos today as it was in his own day. He said, The world is being inoculated with a mild form of Christianity so that it will be immune to the real thing. Hmm. There's a story about a a missionary in Africa who was given an old beat-up Jeep. Now anybody else would have thought that's a sorry gift, but he was so glad to get it because it helped him get to the little villages around, but it had a problem Every time he wanted to go anywhere, he had to get some of the young men together uh, to give him a push so he could jumpstart the old Jeep. This went on for a couple of years. Finally, it, it came time for him to get a furlough, a time away from his work, and a young missionary came in to take his place. And, and, and after the older missionary told the young one all the things that need to be done, then he said, Well, I'm all packed, and I'm going to get some boys now to help me and and get this Jeep started. And the young missionary said, Sir, let me just look under the hood for a minute. So he raised the hood. It took him about 15 minutes to repair it. There were some wires going to the starter that were all corroded, and he cleaned them up, and he reattached them, and the old Jeep fired right up. It's a true story, And and the story goes that the missionary from then on would preach, and he would say to people, Don't just patch stuff. Don't be like I was with that old Jeep. Don't just patch it. Fix it. Fix it. One of the ways we can fix our relationship with Christ is by confessing our shortcomings, our faults, and saying to him, Lord, I want you more in my life than ever before. I want a deeper relationship with you than I've had in the past. I want to be more faithful in my life relationship with you we are to open our heart to christ and seek that relationship several years ago when i served here for a couple of months i used a poem and since then a couple of you have said to me along the way i'd like to hear you do that again sometime so i want to end with it this morning because i think it's appropriate for this theme It's called Face to Face, and I have no idea who wrote it, but I'm thankful for whoever did. I walked life's way with a careless tread. I followed where comforts and pleasures led, till at last one day in a quiet place, I met the master face to face. I reared my castles, and I built them high till their turrets touched the blue of the sky, and I vowed to rule with an iron mace. "'Till I met the master face to face. "'I met him and knew him and blushed to see "'that his eyes in pity were fixed on me. "'I faltered and fell at his feet that day and my castles, they melted and vanished away. "'They melted and vanished, and in their place "'I saw naught else but the master's face. "'I cried aloud, O make me meet "'to follow the path of thy bruised feet.' My care is now for the souls of men. I've lost my life to find it again. Ere since that day in a quiet place when I met the master face to face. This is a quiet place. A wonderful place to meet the master. A wonderful time to say, I don't want any part of duct tape faith. In a moment, I'm going to ask Steve or one of the musicians to come up and, and play just a couple of verses of Spirit of the Living God, fall afresh on me. Melt me, mold me, fill me, use me. Spirit of the Living God, fall afresh on me. I hope during that time you'll use it as a time of prayer and a time to say, Lord, if I've been involved in duct tape faith, I want to get rid of it. <laughs> I want an ongoing, growing relationship with you. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, help us to realize that power comes in this relationship you have offered to us with you. And help us to realize that just coming to you now and then or in a time when there's trouble is just not sufficient. If we want our faith to be strong, if we want it to last and endure, help us to draw closer to you. Spirit, of the living God fall afresh on me. Amen.